Hello, my dear ones. Hello, everyone. Hello, Nicholas. I thank you a lot. That this year you have invited me in a different way to have a talk here or an interview with myself. I greet everyone. And this time the talk is about nour pranic nourishment. But not only about pranic nourishment, also the path and the circumstances towards it. The circumstances are called coronavirus currently. And I want to share my point of view on it, but it is a complex question. I would like to put it this way. The coronavirus does not exist for me. But every change does need a name, and therefore the change that is going on currently is called COVID-19. And it is concerning every one of us. We get a great chance to recognize many things in you, to transform many things, and to integrate many things. But especially we are confronted with our fears, many fears concerning the future. We don't know how this path is going to develop further. What will result out of it? I will give my best now to speak slowly so that the translators can do their job without stress. So the talk is about our deepest fears, fears about our future. We are confronted about fears concerning economy. Will there be a financial crash? Will the money become obsolete? What will result out of this? But we have also the chance to recognize that we have lots of security in the world outside of us which we believed in this security was bound to the system and this is now breaking apart and the beautiful thing here is that we and many other people as well have the chance to understand now that this security which we believe to have in the outside through our jobs, through our family and so on it is breaking apart but we have the chance to find the same security within us because when we find this security which we are losing in the outside can regain within us then actually there is nothing that we have to fear. And this is very complicated. And this is a thing which I am discovering within myself naturally as well, a confrontation with the outside, that there is something breaking apart, something new is developing, and I don't know what it is. And this gives me the beautiful possibility to concern myself not only 
with the fears within me, but to give these fears a room, a place where they can be the way they are. Because probably I haven't paid them much attention for a long time. So I see in COVID-19 a great chance to return home. The home within myself, the security within myself to make it solid. And then the outside is not so important anymore. So this is my thought about COVID-19. But we receive also a call to prove either we are present within our bodies, either we are dealing with the outside correctly, are we hiding behind masks? What is it doing within me? What is it causing within the body? And I know from many people, and I experience it myself as well, that something like panic attacks can happen. When it happened with me, I couldn't breathe anymore. I started to sweat. And I had the chance to observe that this mask, a very, very old memory within me was awakened through this mask. And this memory was about my opinion, which I was not allowed to express, just in the same way I was not allowed to express my anger. because. Not only me, but probably every one of us has learned in the general education, which we know everyone, that anger, for example, is a feeling which you are not al allowed to share, to show. It has to be suppressed. We are not taught to deal with anger, to give it space to be, to express itself. And that's what happened. When I had this lockdown on myself, I was anger, angry at myself because I couldn't communicate the anger, couldn't communicate how I felt. But as I had the situation where I had to pay it, pay in a store, I expressed my anger, I simply said that I don't feel good this way, and then I felt better. We have the chance to deal, to respond to these fears which are hidden within us right now. And the main thing is that we can feel them. That's what I want to reply to you, Nicholas, to the question how I think about COVID-19.
And the more we become aware of our natural power, of our light, that we are far more than we believe, that we are not puppets, we are not simply figures on a table which can be moved from left to the right, the more we become aware of our unbelievable spiritual powers. And we become also aware that they want to be used by us. The more we have also the possibility to oppose the system that is trying to do something with us. And probably we agree all on the matters that we don't want this to happen to us. We don't want to be manipulated. And so we can ask ourselves, why have we allowed this to happen for such a long time? And in that regard, the path of pranic Nourishment is a very intensive one. It's a very strong one in order to dock onto our natural source with our original powers. The experience which I made with pranic nourishment are very mixed. After my congress on pranic nourishment, I have received and I'm still receiving lots of criticism I receive emails where I'm literally um, attacked aggressively. I'm always confronted with the arguments that pranic nourishment is not possible. If you go that path, you will die. It is not possible to live without food. And sometimes I'm answering the one or the other email that if we choose that path, to walk that path, on the first place, the question is important, why do we want to go that path? Why do I want to concern myself with pranic nourishment? If I go that path, what do I want to achieve? And only after this question is answered within us, when we have a clear answer, only then this path is not so complicated anymore. And for those people who decide to step on that path, who research this path, who make this path step by step, to follow this path with ambitions. This path shall not be walked with ambitions. You shall not walk this path in order to show, to prove yourself for someone else. This can be very dangerous. And of course, death cases occurred, but not due to pranic nourishment, but rather because it was done without support. If you feel insecure but have ambitions, I recommend you strongly 
get help. Not only with books, but also with people who already have that experience. People who are capable to support you on that path. This is very important for me. And as some of you may already know, my first experience with pranic nourishment I had was 15 years. Back then, out of personal reasons and arguments with my stepfather, who has been controlling my eating behavior strongly, I decided I don't want to eat anymore because I don't want to be controlled. Back then, I didn't know that I engaged pranic nourishment. I lived about two months only on water and a little bit of milk. I was still living at the place with my mother and my stepfather. The pressure was incredibly high. I was controlled and observed by my stepfather constantly how much I have been eating, when I have been eating. I received many accusations concerning my behavior. It made me very weak and insecure. So the only possibility for me back then was not to eat anymore and therefore not to be controlled anymore. And this I have done for two months. And a beautiful experience which I made back then was in the first place that it is possible only with water and one glass of water to survive. And I didn't lose weight back then, what surprised me strongly. And I couldn't explain this to myself in no way how this could be possible. And my mother couldn't believe me as well. My mother said to me, literally, she doesn't believe me, but it was the case. I also didn't have the actual desire to drink. I simply did it because I thought it would be dangerous if I would stop drinking at all. But probably it would have been possible also not to drink at all. And I made beautiful experience back at that time. I had the chance to make the experience to communicate with animals. Suddenly I was able to hear the language of animals. I was able to communicate with them, to learn about them. I was able to ask question, questions and receive answers. I was speaking with everything, with the ocean. I grew up on the ocean. I was speaking with uh, air, with plants, with the trees. This was a new nourishment which during these two months I was taking in and I was living it. I was fulfilled with feelings of happiness, with love, with light. And I had so much strength within me. I couldn't sleep during the night because it was not necessary for me. 
instead of sleeping, I was researching on philosophy. I was writing my thoughts. I was reading books about yoga because I was curious to find out what was happening with me. And also beautiful was at that time, as I wasn't knowing anything about pranic nourishment, clairvoyance came to me. For me, it was a very intensive time. Because suddenly I could see diseases within people. Suddenly I was capable to see how people are within themselves. And these two months enriched me with these incredibly beautiful moments and experiences. And the most beautiful experience which I had back then concerning this time was indeed that I want to check and tell the correct, yes, was the experience that I'm capable to speak with animals. I was able to speak with animals and this is still today so. Clairvoyance also remained. It is probably something that I had already back then, but only through this process and through this experience, it became intensive and I became conscious about it. And even today, I'm still experiencing beautiful moments when I I'm connecting with the invisible in the outside. Even if I cannot see it with my eyes, I'm connecting with it. And this is the endless light. The endless love that surrounds us. And this gives me also such a trust that these processes concerning the change that is, go that is happening right now, this gives us also the strength to survive through that hard time, not to lose the trust, to keep the belief, and that everything will turn to the good, and we are not alone. And this is very important, this connection, to re-establish this connection again and again. It can be meditation, but it can also be so simple as walking through nature. Right now I'm at the ocean or when I'm at home I can engage the godly everywhere. What surrounds me is nature, is light, is love, it is nourishment, it is pure nourishment. And when I am in nature or in the ocean or in the mountains then I have no hunger. I'm totally satisfied. I'm nourished with everything that I need.
Nicholas asks me what I would recommend to people who are at the beginning of that path towards pranic nourishment. I said this already. Have no ambitions. Absolutely no ambitions. Get your help. Get yourself support, professional support by people who already have done this or people who are on that path. People who are exchanging experience, who have the ability to wait. And if it doesn't go well, if it doesn't go well right from the start, do not give up. Try again and again. Of course, there are such steps as vegetarian in the first place, then raw food. But a very important point that I want to make clear here is to question yourself again what I am actually craving for. If I am hungry, what do I want? What is the nourishment that I need? And it can be so many things. It can be everything. And maybe we have unlearned because of the time pressure, because of the busyness in our outside world. So we have to slow down. Question everything. And in the first place to feel. To feel within the body. Where is the hunger within the body? How does this hunger feel? We are fixated on the food very much. But food is way more than the solid appearance which we know. Nourishment can be a smile, it can be a book that we read, it can be a communication with an animal. It can be laughter, the ability to laughter about yourself. It can be the ability to laugh about yourself in front of a mirror. There is so many things which can nourish us. And so I am saying again when I am supporting people on that path and they question this, what is making them hunger? Those are talents and abilities which are not developed and they can make us hungry. So maybe someone is hungry because he wants to sing right now. Someone else needs to scream right now. Someone else wants to let something go. Someone may simply need to sleep right now, to rest or just a bit of water. There are many things which can make us hungry. And those also can be old topics, old patterns, old behavior habits. And they want to be recognized. They want to be heard, accepted, and not sent away, not suppressed. We are given a body, and within that body everything takes place. All the emotions are taking place within our body. 
all emotions are taking place in, within our body. Everything that we have experienced in our past, it takes place within our body. And there is everything stored. And some of these things are saying hello from time to time to us. How about you take now a little bit time for us and you look closely at this topic here and you feel yourself, how do you feel concerning it? Instead of suppressing it by using different tools. And I know that it is a challenge. And also for me, it is not always possible. And I'm still having habitual reactions out of lack of time or interest, or I'm simply tired. I cannot completely dedicate myself to observe certain things. And in these moments, I have the possibility to treat myself very carefully with lots of understanding and in a loving way that I simply didn't manage to observe myself how I needed it. And since I am highly sensitive, I am feeling, receiving, perceiving many things. And therefore it is a great lesson for me to learn to distinguish between what is mine and what is not mine. And very often this makes me hungry when I do not know where I'm actually standing. There are many things to do and I have many things to realize and to learn. But I believe that in any way the path of the pranic nourishment is a path for me which will remain. And at some point in the future it will present itself fully. When I will be eating out of conscious desire instead out of compensation because I don't know why for reason unknown to me. So the path of pranic nourishment needs compassion, uh, patience, needs understanding, love, trust, and patience, I said already. How do I see the world in many years? I'm someone who is visualizing in pictures and I like to imagine myself a world like a picture where people are communicating with each other equally. There is no better and no worse. We are simply all differently. And we can learn so much from each other. I see a world with respect towards each other, respect towards being different, respect for everything that we bring along, and we cannot know what someone brings along. We cannot know what 
happened in your past. And therefore it is even more important not to judge this. So I can see a world of peace for the future. The change will bring along ups and downs. Nicholas asked me asks me what I could say about suffering. What do I say about suffering? We are surrounded by people and situations which look look very suffering and they make me very often sad but in its essence there is no suffering and everything that is shown to us in the outside is something that wants to go something that wants to be changed and therefore it may be very complicated to be let go I believe that we people, human beings, in general have it in a complicated way to let go because we do not believe that the new will be best, that it will be better. Therefore, we hold on to memories from the past, to the already proved, to the good one. But when new experience comes at us, we have we have it's hard to trust that these changes will lead to something better. How do I think about suffering? What do I think about suffering? I believe, I think that we ourselves are capable of suffering, especially when we hold on to things and situations, despite knowing that they are no good for us. On one side we want a better life, but on the other side we want the change. But to let go in order for the change to have a free space, that's complicated and therefore here suffering appears. And I believe we suffer with ourselves because we recognize in what conflict we are bringing ourselves into to let go something and to change something something that will lead us into a better happier more loving future I believe that there is no truly suffering, no such a thing as suffering. I believe that it depends on our point of view. What, what does pain mean for me? Pain reminds me always of what I want to change. Pain reminds me always that there is still something that is not liberated within me, that is not at, at peace within me.
So suffering is part of life. But suffering does not necessarily have to be. And since we live in duality anyway, and are still far away from, as I believe, from this unity which we all desire, we still experience happiness and suffering. But happiness and suffering in their essence are the same. They are a unity. And out of this unity, which we have separated from us, came forth duality. But the source is happiness. That's the source within us, the desire to live, the life force, light, love. And we distanced ourselves very far away from it. And therefore a parallel energy came to be, which we call suffering, depression, and all the other names. But in their essence, we are a unity and everything that is spiritual is manifesting itself in matter. And if we think in the way of suffering, sufferings will manifest itself. If we think in the way of happiness, happiness will manifest itself. If we think in the way of abundance, then abundance is going to manifest itself. If we think in the way of lacking something, then this lack will manifest itself. And that's the unity. If we think about something that is painful, we will manifest pain. Or we will encounter this in our outside. And I mean here also where we direct our attention to at something joyful or something painful. And we all, of course, like to walk the path of joy. We will reconnect with our source. We want to be healthy again, full of strength, vital, our original potential shall be used by us. But how much of this actually are we living? How much of our potential are we using when we are having simple daily encounterings with people? Exactly. A positive experience with pranic nourishment. The most positive experience with pranic nourishment was when I was a teenager. And the gift which I received back then and still have today the ability to communicate with animals is this is the greatest gift. But the days when I was at the ocean 
I made also beautiful experience with uh, water. And I found that communication even with water is possible and that the answers come also immediately. I want to share this. Here where I am currently residing in Italy, Sardinian, you are not allowed to go outside, you do, are not allowed to go to swimming, you are allowed to go to move, your, move around 400 meters around your house. And this is very unnatural for me. And since I'm living here, nevertheless, I'm continuing to go out to the water daily and I'm asking for support in my spiritual world as well so that i can continue to do what i like and the water it gives me strength the nature the scent the wind the animals everything gives me strength and it cleanses me and it was beautiful i went down to the beach i asked the element water to protect me to cleanse me to take away everything that's not mine and I asked the wind to clean, cleanse me on the surface as well. I enjoyed it to walk barefoot on the sand. I was speaking with the stones. And I said thanks, thank you to the stones under my feet for their, for their uh, story so long path, such a long path, so many of years, which they are carrying within their bodies, so which led them to where they are. And, and the ocean, the water is a female for me. And I'm asking the female, the water, to carry me, to cleanse me, and to protect me. And I'm always saying, saying thank you. And as I went out of water, I turned around, I hugged the water, I hugged the mother oceans, and said once again thank you for her loving acceptance and cleanses. And then I heard how she said, now it is time for you to go. And as I received that message, I thought, all right, I'm going to follow this voice of the ocean. When it's time for me to go, I will go. So I dressed up again went out of water again and then went back to my home where I'm currently living and shortly after this after I was dressed and was on my path along the beach a policeman came if I would have ignored the message by the mother ocean, I would have received a fine of 260 euro. And so once again, pranic 
nourishment is connecting us with our inner voice, with our intuition. And we can follow it and we can practice it. In the end, I want to say the path of pranic nourishment, it's a process. It's a process of transformation. And it is a path that is not suited for everyone and not everyone wants to go him. But those who want to go him, causes, and those, to those people, I want to say, please be patient and be loving with yourself and make sure that you truly understand and know why you want to go that path. What expects you? What kind of change are you looking for? And when you walk that path, you will always have people around you who do not want to support and do not want to walk this path with you together. Therefore, also take care of those people who don't want to take this path. Therefore, it can also happen that for some time you will be walking this path alone. It's a risk. And you are in danger not to be understood by the outside and it may not be interested in understanding you, but you have to become passionate with these people. You have to understand them. It doesn't matter if the path of pranic nourishment is a path for everyone or not. From my point of view, it is mostly important to understand why you want to go that path. And this inner and when this inner answer is clear and sound, then you will receive the strength to go that path. And then you will have no fear anymore. Maybe to lose your friends or people you know in your outside or to give up security in the outside, to change your environment, to let go of materialistic things. and to change your past, to change your habitual patterns of behavior and to pay attention to them because they want to be acknowledged, they want to be listened to and they want to be liberated. And in this manner I'm thinking, saying thank you very much, thank you very much to everybody. We are all connected in our thoughts, in our heart. We are all interconnected. And via this way of interconnection, we can support each other all the time. In this way, I thank you all once again. I wish you Namaste. Nicolas, thank you very much. And I wish you best as well.